Welcome to Red's Business and Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Barnes. I'm your co-host, Brad Ferris. And today we've got a very special guest, Dan Beck, who is the director of PT 2.0. He shares his unique story of going from a data-focused accountant to forming a separate business unit, PT 2.0, who's focused on helping accounting firms utilize data for success. What did you get out of the episode, Brad? Uh, look, I thought it was really cool to uh, hear from a fellow accountant who's made the transition into uh, commerce and commercial solutions. So I think uh, we vibed quite a bit on on that. That's I've had a similar journey. Um, look, I, I really enjoyed the conversation, to be honest. He was really um, honest and open. Um, we had a good pre-conversation, a good post-conversation. We've discussed we do need to get uh, better at bringing some of those pre- and post-conversations into the show. Um, but yeah, look, I thought they're, they're, they're on to something. Um, I think there's a lot of um, opportunity and good tidbits for um, for all of our listeners, especially those that do run an accounting or any kind of professional service firm, really, on, on, on the power of data. I mean, at Red, we're, we're big advocates of that. Um, you know, we, we definitely subscribe and we drink that Kool-Aid. So um, yeah, look, I thought it was quite insightful and really good. Thanks, Brad. He definitely provides some insight and a lot of value in this episode if you do own an accounting firm or you have worked in there before. So let's uh, cut over to the episode. Welcome, Dan Beck, to Red's Business Technology Podcast. I really appreciate you coming in. I know you're uh, living out in Toowoomba. Um, we hope to get value out of this conversation around your unique background and what you do for accounting firms across Australia. Did you want to start with your background? 100%. And look, thanks for uh, inviting me here. Um, so, as I said, I'm Dan Beck from uh, PT 2.0. I'm a director uh, in that business. Um, and um, what surprises most people is I'm actually an accountant by trade. Um, spent my formative years uh, doing uh, audit and local government type work before moving into um, my first job out of accounting was actually as translator. So working for um, a, a large accounting firm trying to translate IT vision to business uh, operations. So uh, very young, very green, but I was the only one in the organisation who could kind of balance between it. But obviously that wasn't a full-time job, uh, so I moved into uh, business intelligence at the same time. Um, so it was a really cool start for a, a young person in the early 2000s uh, where technology was just booming and we had these new technologies that were coming to get started in a data field inside an accounting firm. Um, so, um, look, over my career, I have worked in multiple industries. Um, I've run engineering firms, accounting firms, uh, and uh, in the last eight years, I um, joined up with an accounting firm after spending a bit of time running engineering, civil and construction firms um, to get back into the accounting industry um, to start making a bit of a difference into how we use data. Um, so I joined um, a firm up in Toowoomba called uh, Powertynan, um, which uh, we started off by just improving services and data and how that firm uses data. So they were our guinea pig, uh, essentially, to how we did these data services. So um, and when you started at Powertynan, um, yep. what was your role? And maybe if you touch on like who Powertynan is yep. um, and then what you started doing there. Yeah, cool. Um, so when I started at uh, Power Tynan, I started as the uh, general manager at uh, Power Tynan. So Power Tynan's um, an interesting firm. Is it's it's got offices in uh, Toowoomba, Stanthorpe, Roma, and Brisbane. Um, the Roma and Brisbane offices are just service offices, um, but a multidisciplinary accounting firm. So financial planning, accounting, um, super audit, leasing and finance, management accounting. Um, and what makes us a bit different is data analytics as well. 
Okay. So you started there straight into general manager? Correct, correct. How did you how did you so you were doing a bunch of accounting and technology and, and data analyst roles and straight into general manager of an accounting firm? Yeah, so um so during my career, even when I was uh, working in accounting, I'd moved to business intelligence and running uh, running accounting firms as part of when I was doing that role, uh, which is quite split. Uh, so f- for a large operational and uh, data focus in there, because look, data runs the world, right? Mm. So professional services is all about data and knowledge. So I um, I got it to a point where. I had maxed out what we were doing, and, and you know this was a, a a very large accounting firm, a couple of thousand people, uh, and we were we were maxing out what we were doing with the with the data. Uh, I needed a bit of a challenge, so I ended up um, working and um, being general manager in that firm for um, 27 offices uh, of the, the the accounting group, um, and um, so then from there I went and moved into engineering uh, right. to run a firm because engineering is very much like accounting. Yep. Right. The only difference is is that larger scale projects uh, and you know different different thought patterns with people still data driven, mm. right? So um, so we worked uh, a lot doing the uh, roads to recovery programs in Western Queensland doing the flood recovery works. So we were managing all of that, building systems, processes, automation, data flows to enable a relatively small but really quickly growing team to um, to to leverage these massive projects uh, and things like that. Uh, but then when I joined Power Tynan, um, the CEO there, Amanda, who is one of my uh, uh, directors in PT 2.0, uh, had been trying to get me to join for years. So right. back when I was at the accounting firm before I moved into engineering, uh, because we uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of competency in some of the practice management systems. So Amanda saw what you were doing uh, in that business and went and tried to be poach you for a number of years. For about six years, she tried to get me to come across, and yeah, eventually I'm- I came across to do a little project. Uh, and then the rest is history. Cool. We uh, joined up. So I did. I saw in your um, like LinkedIn bio when yep. you were exec director um, of Powerton and you offer CIO for clients. Yep. You want to go into details? It's very weird for an accounting practice to be offering, uh, I guess, a CIO as a service for for their clients. H- how does that work? Um, so how does that work? So um, accounting firms uh, traditionally are compliance shops, but realistically, they're they're, they're advisory firms. Um, now, advisory firms doesn't mean doing; it's just offering. So uh, for some of our our smaller clients, um, and just to be really clear is that we do this for the the smaller businesses, Uh, by the time we get to the larger businesses, we actually bring partners in to make sure that those services are being offered. Uh, Just because there's obviously, as you guys know, a wide breadth of uh, skills that's required (laughs) to to do that. Um, so, uh, so, So we got into that to just help our clients. Uh, get started in the journey because a lot of them uh, didn't know where to turn. So they'd go to their accountants for help. Um, and I think that's probably been the beauty of why PT2 has grown so much is that we, we're not experts in everything, but we are trying to connect people together. So where uh, where we can help, we'll help. Where we can't, we get partners involved. It's a pretty unique um, service offering for an accounting firm to, to do that. So that's uh, very interesting. And then from from there, then you found a need uh, in the market for, uh, for PT 2.0. Do you want to go into why you started, or what, who they are and why you started that? 
Yeah, so PT 2.0 was interesting. Uh, PTO was started on a car trip uh, as me okay. and Amanda were, were driving back from the coast from a, uh, a bit of a strategy retreat um, where we had been talking about the, the um, accounting industry's move into advisory and the fact that it was using different parts of people's brains to actually offer advice as opposed to compliance. Yeah, we moved from uh, recording to questioning. Um, so uh, we, we've been talking about that and I said, look, I really want to do something. We've been getting uh, asking for help from other accounting firms to around data and their reporting and automation. I said, let's give this a go as a part of a business. So let's actually create it. And you know, being accountants, we're not all that creative, right? Like we're creative, but we're we're not. So the name PT two, Power Tynan. 2.0, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we, we came up with the name. No one could think of anything better. So uh, PT 2.0 stuck. Um, and, you know, I think that that's probably what differs us a little bit is that there is this accounting firm that then sits behind uh, this advisory, which means that because of our client base, we have um, – we, we've got the best test ground out of any firm out there. We can ask we – can, we can test all these technologies, automations, reporting and insight on our, on our own team – uh, and then offer that to other accounting firms. So they're separate, separate businesses? Separate, separate businesses, all part of the Power Tiner Group. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what were the problems you were solving with PT 2.0 when you, when you started? It's obviously data, but what are the actual problems that other accounting firms had that you were hearing? Yeah, so accounting firms are these unique beasts, right? They have all of this data. They've got massive financial information. They've got massive client information. They've got ma- massive relationship information. Um but in the whole, they don't exploit it. They, they don't even, let alone exploit it, they don't use it. Um, so what we had is we had a couple of firms who we had been working with and um, you know, we, we, we do a lot of talking at Account Tech and Business Expo and uh, for APS and Myob and those other systems, um, we'd been on various discussion panels talking about Power Tynan. So all these firms started contacting us saying, well, how do we do this? How do we do that? And we went, you know what? there's a business in this. There's a business to help accounting firms leverage their information. Um, and so that's that's initially what the call was, is that we, a large part of it was APS and mild reporting out of their systems to actually, rather than using um, good old SQL reportings to bring into things like Power BI, um, Power Automate to just trigger and, so, and enhance it. So just so I can understand the model. So yeah. Power Tine and Original 1.0, if yep. you call it that, that, yep. that, that is a traditional... Accounting firm? Full service accounting firm, yep. Small to medium servicing SMBs. Yep. And the spec, you know, audit to financial advisory. Correct. Financial services license. Correct. All that, okay, financial planning. Um, And then PT 2.0, and your PT 2.0 is also serving those customers, um, so call it like a retail model, but also a wholesale type model where you are servicing other accounting firms. Yeah, uh, correct. So we probably work with 100 to 150 accounting firms across Australia and New Zealand uh, from small regional firms up to most of the mid-tiers users for one service or another. Um, so um, most of our clients are actually not power time clients. Um, most of them are accounting firms um, who use us to solve either their internal problems or then help them with client problems. And does uh, is there any issues... Um, knowing that you kind of are a competitor on the one on the left hand, but on the right hand, you're selling the product. Do you ever come across that? Or look, we we we, we often have people remark. So we're often quite forthright about it that it yep. is there. But I think that's what actually makes us different in it is that we're not just cramming reporting and analysis down people's throats. 
everything has been tested on yeah. the firm. So, you know, when somebody comes and says, oh, we want some productivity analysis, it's not coming in there and saying, okay, well, what do you want to measure? It's us going in there saying, okay, this is what we measure. This is how we do it. Your type of business is one, two or three. Yep. And we know that this is works. This is the drivers and this is how we do it. So it's actually a strength that yeah, we find. No, that's cool. So is the model effectively in PT 2.0, would you say it's a platform or well, there's a platform? So you will kind of do a consultant, consultative engagement and then you have a suite of reports that you license? Um, yeah, so clients can subscribe to? Pretty much uh, most of the stuff that we do is is bespoke reporting. So okay. um, we will actually come and do a project with uh, with the firm to, okay. to come up. We, we do have some subscription services yep. from uh, reports that we have built. Um, the issue is, is that obviously firms are different. So you're leveraging your IP and creating a, a, a derivative of your core set, so to correct. speak. Customise yeah. it to them. Yeah. Customise it to them, correct. And yeah, yeah and, and that's worked um, quite well for us. Um, but it also just means that people get what they want. Right? There's a lot of offerings on the market that are... Um, oh, I was going to say... 80-20 kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, kind 70-30 maybe. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll leverage what we've got, bring it up, but it's always what the, the firm or their clients want. So that's cool. So I, mean, yeah. I guess you're seeing... Like where do you see the growth potential in the business, obviously, in, or in the group PT 2.0? Is that driving? Um, we're, we've actually got some um, pretty big growth targets for the entire business. Yeah. Um, PT 2 is one of those ones that um, we're hope, we're, well, we have been getting hyper growth uh, in each year, year on year. Um, and look, I think that our big thing is here is, is maintaining our partnerships and getting everything. We're, we're a referral business. We don't do any uh, marketing really out there. Um, we work with firms. Uh, we work with partners. We get referred in. We make sure that we do a good job. We rest on our reputation uh, to do it. Um, that gives us more work than we can deal with in a, in a lot of circumstances. Um, but the industry, I guess our, our big drive is actually to get accounting firms to move from being... Um, financial advisors to actual business advisors. Yeah, right. So you're using data to actually start talking about operational metrics as well as financial metrics because we know that you know, operational uh, drivers lead to financial outcomes. So let's 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 start earlier, use data to help business advice. And do you have um, a preferred BI platform? Is it mostly... Yeah, so because we're dealing with accounting firms mainly, accounting firms are Microsoft shops, yep. um, we do 99% of stuff through um, Power BI, Power BI. You know, host data warehouses and Azure and everything yep. else like that. And Power Platform we're using? Yeah, so we do quite a bit of Power Apps development. Yep. Um, for Generally, Power Apps development isn't for the accounting firms, but for their clients down the, uh, down the line, um, but do quite a bit where... There's not an off-the-shelf solution. Like we're we're a big believer in don't custom dev, yeah, unless yeah. you have to. Yes, us um, too. Yep. Yeah, so um, so it's it's really as a case of last resort that we will go and build it. But we normally use Power Apps as a data ingestion method rather than trying to replace applications. Yeah, if that makes sense. So data into um, in, into our systems and um, processes and then reporting it out. How big is your team in PT2.0? Uh, so the team is seven people. Um, so um, looking to grow, but obviously there's always that uh, that finding good, competent people. Well, and, you, and the skill set, yeah. the, the type of... Yeah, so, um, so uh, half the team have got accounting backgrounds. Yep. Uh, one of... Uh, my my right-hand man's an electrical engineer by trade. There but, you go. Uh, yeah, and... Um, <laughs> We've uh, we've got uh, scholarships, so we run a scholarship program um, as well through Power Tynan. So that's where probably half our 
greater team come through our scholarship program. We got it for, through um, University of Southern Queensland, yep. um, which then allows them to study, get exemptions for quite a few subjects That's and great. work full-time. So they end up finishing the same time as full-time people but with years of experience. So we've got, uh, we've got a couple in there that are, are doing that as well. So, yeah, some computer science people, scholarships. So where the scholarships have come through, they're yep. studying IT and data. So when you say scholarships... Yep. Kind of a nicer way to say a grad grad program. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Cool. So an undergrad program essentially. Yeah, yeah. So start cool. from first year and it's, yeah, it's a, a, way through. I like yeah. that way to describe it. Yeah. Are you finding it challenging to find software engineers in Toowoomba that want to come and do what you do in, in such a niche? It's it, hard to find them anywhere. Yeah. Not, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, not just Toowoomba. Um, yeah. Look, it, it is difficult, and I guess. Um, because what we try and do is, is I often say that we're an advisory firm first, we're a tech firm second. Okay, so what our core business is, is helping businesses do better business. So what we need from our team is not just to be able to have the tech, mm. but also how do we relate that back to a business context, right? So you, what we either need to do is we need, either need to take advisors and train them up in data skills, yep. or we need to take tech people and train them up in business skills, okay? Yeah, but at the end of it, we've got to we've got to help some young people get some grey hairs, like some experience. So, to that end, do you have anyone working remotely? Obviously, being in Toowoomba, you know, it's not the the you know you're a bit out of the capital city, so it's even more it kind of augments those problems. Yeah. Um, do you have people working remotely? Or are you expanding yeah. your pa- your um, talent pool? Yeah. Um, so. Um, Number one, I'm going to be the remote worker in a couple of months' time. I'm moving to Brizzy. So, oh, yeah, um, good one. Yeah, Welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> so that'll be great. Um, uh, but we've got uh, outsource team um, over in India. So they work remotely. Um, look, Toowoomba was one of these fantastic places that um, didn't have much lockdown during COVID. Uh, mm. So we've got all our guys in the office most of the time. But that being said, you know, life happens, right? So... People need to look after kids and, and things like that. So we're actually quite flexible in how we um, where we let the, the team work. But, um, you know, there's nothing like getting together to have a bit of a, um, uh, yes. a, a, a chit-chat or, you know, we, we do uh, quarterly hackathons where we just get everyone together to solve a problem and, yeah, nice. and do stuff like that, which is really quite cool. You know, get that, that innovation out um, and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's nice to have the team all together. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm a big, big fan of um, – it's weird working in an IT company but more a fan of being in the office. Maybe, that, maybe that's just well, me. Maybe I'm weird. We wouldn't be able to do this, Jackson, if we were <laughs> That's exactly right. It's actually the only reason I come in. <laughs> actually, we are going to be expanding in time. We'll, ha- we'll have the remote capability to do these as well, but definitely Correct. sitting next to Jackson is just – you can't, oh, you, can't, you can't replace it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> so I want to talk, talk to you on the, uh, the elephant in the room yeah. um, or the missing elephant being, being your beard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I looked up your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, like, it's a bit different. For, I guess for people who are, are listening on Spotify Hub Music and not on YouTube, um, Dan usually has a, this big, um, glorious beard. Uh, he's in today with uh, what, a couple of days' growth by the looks of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. want to go into what, what, what happened there? Um, yeah, so one of the things that um, Power Titan Group do is we, we've actually got a charitable trust that we set up um, many years ago uh, with the sole purpose it's it's it's, sta- it's staffed and manned by uh, the team. Most of the donations come from the team as well, but um, we've given a, given away over $200,000 to community organisations yeah. over the last, uh, I think it's 10, 11 years. Um, so um, I have a, 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 a quite a sick daughter uh, who has undergone many surgeries, and we have um, been fortunate enough to have services like Ronald McDonald House and Heart Kids um, support us ju- during these journeys. So, um, 
Most people don't know the value of their beard. Mm. Um, I know that mine's worth about $8,000 <laughs> um, <laughs> as we were able to, uh, to raise $8,000 for uh, Heart Kids oh, and awesome. uh, Ronald McDonald House. So that, that this, is, uh, this is a week old. I um, feel okay. cold and naked. Um, <laughs> and um, my, the first thing my wife said was, it's coming back, right? Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so it is, uh, it, it, it is, is different. So when um, we see you back in Brizzy, it'll be in fine form. It'll be, it'll be back to its former glory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good to hear. I guess back on to PT2. Um, I was going to ask what your unique value proposition is to accounting firms, but is there any, any other competitors you have in Australia doing what you do? Um, yes, and we've help huh. build some of them. Yeah, um, well. So, look, look this, this landscape is massive, mm. right? So um, I, I'm a true believer that data services in accounting firms is is going to explain what actually needs to evolve and grow. Um, one business isn't going to be able to do that. So we actually do a lot of training and education to help other accounting firms build up their data capabilities. So uh, we, we, for instance, have a Power BI training program designed for accounting firms to be able to sit down there and train them up on how to start using and exploring data. So is that part of the consulting service when you do the bespoke or is that a separate uh, offering? So, so um, what we try and do it with as many firms as we can. Um, so we, we do the bespoke offering uh, to build the reports but then train team members on how to use the tools at the same time. Um, so to a degree they can self-service, they can um, they can start building. Look, we're always there to support them. Like, you're not going to learn Power BI in a couple of days, let alone a couple of weeks or a couple of months. It, it, it takes years to master. Mm. But what we do is we, we, we empower them to at least start exploring and playing. And, and, and we come in and, and uh, you know, at longer term, we still sit there and help them week to week, day to day as they run into issues. But at least they're starting to use the information to make better decisions. How do you deliver that training? Um, generally face to face. We did it online over um, COVID. Um, but it was not as good a result right? Um, because we try and make it extremely practical. So, um, for instance, we do a, a theoretical component the first day uh, where we use dummy data to explain concepts and, and probably even more explain um, the design process, which is probably harder than the actual technology mm. as to, you know, how do you identify drivers for um, business and things like that? You know, what do you actually want to measure and things like that? So we do theoretical. But day two, we actually work on a project for the business. So we actually, at the end of the, of the workshop, that not only do they have something that they're going to use, but they've built it on something that is going to be meaningful to them uh, rather than the, the canned examples that then turn into... Um, oh, you yeah, know, that was great, but now I've got no idea how I'm going to apply that back <laughs> yeah, to the right, office, yeah. right? Mm. Um, and through that, you know, we link up their practice management systems and everything, so they've got this nice little base. So you do integration as well? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Look, uh, part of the team um, do development of um, connectors. Yeah, um, right. As much as pol- possible, though, we um, try and use off-the-shelf, something yeah. that doesn't need to be maintained by the team. But, you know, we get software at times that is – so far out there that you've just got to do something. So mm. to that end is kind yeah. of, like you said, 99% of your BI suite because accounts are Microsoft is um, right. is Power BI. Is it similar in the ratio of zero, Myob? Yeah, so um, when we get to practice management systems, um, Myob's the, 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 the big player in, in the room. Um, APS is then smaller. Uh, we're seeing XPM like just increasing and you know that's a lot to do with the fact that the industry is in uh this 
this this place at the moment where um, everything's going next gen, but it's not implemented yet. So everyone's just cautious. So mm. XPM is probably the stable next gen platform that's there. <coughs> that's zero. Uh, zero practice zero, manager. Yeah. Zero practice yeah. manager. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we see that now. Back to client accounting. We've just seen this explosion towards zero. Yeah. Where. Um, yeah, we, we've probably got uh, 80, 90% of firms have zero as the basis for their client accounting, yep. um, which is which is good and bad, right? Yeah, competition's always good, um, but then on the good side, it means that as we're trying to mine data out of things, you've got a whole lot of consistency yep. that you can mm. get. You can get the data. Mm, got repeatable it. processes Correct. internally. Yep. Mm. Correct. I've done a lot of work with accounting firms over the years, and one thing that I, I noticed is getting like some of the old school accounts to change from MyOp to something else because they're just so set in their ways and they've customised it, get familiar with it, is like almost like, Im- impossible. Um, how the tech that you'd build and all the, just the processes or Power BI dashboards or whatever, um, do you have any resistance in them actually using it, or they adopt it because there's so much value it brings to them? Um, I'd like to think that they adopt because of the value, but I also think that, look, there is, uh, we've got people involved, right? Everyone's got their own um, with them, what's in it for me. Um, And, you know, so we try to address that. I think the change um, in in systems uh, is, is largely due to, you know, just being used to it. Um, And so we've got to be able to show people a better way forward to be able to deal with it. So then when we get to the reporting and the analytics, uh, we actually try and make it fairly standardised. doesn't matter what platform you're using. We're, we're trying to look at these you know, core, we call them the core six pillars um, of how you run an accounting firm. So you actually bring the data out. Um, current day systems, um, so even the legacy systems are still pretty good. Okay, um, they're great data stores. Um, to What's hold a legacy system? In, in um, so legacy systems like MyOB AE yeah. and um, APS and things like that, yep. which are still um, uh, SQL database driven, non-API um, kind of systems, um, but wealth of information. And let's face it, we all love a good SQL server. Uh, you know, you can get some cool transactional data. Problem is being you know, no two-way communication between other software. Um, and that's the way the industry is going, is you know, SaaS-type products. Mm. Um, so you know, it is that trying to get over that. So you know, for instance, we had to build an API for APS we developed internally just so that we could get cloud-based systems working with a legacy practice management system. Um, so you know, there's ways around it, but you know, oh, the industry is just in that flux state at the moment where... Um, yeah, if you were to, to say who who would I go to, it, it would be um, wait for the next gen to actually uh, appear and be used. So next next generation, in your words, um, zero practice manager. That's where they're almost there. That's what they're striving for: fully cloud based or SaaS, but for yep. practice management functionality. Yeah. So um, for practice management functionality, it's a good product. It's been out there. It's a bit limited for large businesses. So mm, once okay. you start getting over. Uh, 100 people, um, it's not that you, you can't use it, it's just that you've got to put workarounds and you've got to get structures right in it. Um, we've got Myob has uh, got their new Myob Advanced for professional services coming, which is um, uh, based on Myob Advanced, um, which uh, Acumatica out of um, US. Um, so great system, just needs to be battle-proven in the accounting industry, <laughs> essentially. Uh, and then we've got APS who's working on their um, Ledger Plus and, and Contacts Plus kind of systems and obviously have just been bought by Access Group who have got their own uh, platform um, that's being built on Salesforce uh, that's getting released. So, yeah, we've got these other systems that are, that are coming, coming, coming that soon. are all SaaS-based, yeah. um, but, you know, it's 
yeah, we just we just want to see um, great implementations in the wild um, before we go down there. Yeah. So in um, PT 2.0, yep. again, still trying to work out what kind of business it is. In my, how would you, how would you, it's, it's tech, half tech, half accounting really. Uh, well, not accounting, but more advisory. Right. So you mentioned that you're doing obviously a lot on Microsoft. So yep. do you, do you and, and Azure, do you, are you a Microsoft partner? Are you providing Microsoft licensing, Azure subscriptions? Who do you work with? No, so um, most accounting firms have a provider already. So okay. um, we, we actually work with, with the providers to be able to do it. So we're not a Microsoft um, partner. We've got mod- Microsoft certifications and you know, very, very basic levels, but we don't try and handle that kind of thing. Let's, yep. let's face it. That's a skill set in itself, right? It's 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 a it's a massive thing. So um, we tend to work with technology partners to make sure. So you'd work with a, a company like us, I guess, to Correct. help you configure all the back end and give you access to data, whatever it is you need. Correct. Okay. A- absolutely. Cool. So let's say uh, you um, one of our listeners owns an accounting practice, for yep. example, um, and they're looking at, oh, is the system we have the best? Or maybe they're setting up something. Um, yep. What are some key takeaways and advice you would give? Because you're definitely an expert in in that, right? Yep. Um, so very, very first thing is um, for, for now, systems, um, I would stay where you are. I think the big thing at the right. moment is is actually um, working out the data you've got in the system, the data integrity, cleaning it up and start using the data that you've actually got already. Because it doesn't matter if you're an XBM, APS, MyOB or anything, you've got this plethora of data that's not being used. Okay, so we know industry trends. We know about how efficient your staff are. We know how often they're picking up and putting down work. We know who's lying on their timesheet. We know all of these things about the, 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 the processes inside an accounting firm just from the data that's stored in these systems and firms aren't using them. So when firms come to talk to us uh, largely, it's, it's around um, profitability and utilisation. So performance type metrics inside the business which are my profitable services, who are my profitable people, what is my utilisation, what's my wastage and all of these kind of things as well. Where can we market additional services to, to clients we already have uh, and things like that. So, so yeah. why, why are they not using that data now? Is it because it's buried in MyBAE, for example? Yeah, so um, a, lot of the, a lot of the reporting programs that sit off the practice management systems uh, are, not, are not entirely user-friendly. Okay, so they require somebody to be trained up in them, or you know, if you're a SQL DBM, you'd, you'd have a you'd have a, a wonderful time in there, but accountants aren't that, right? So especially not a twenty person accounting firm. Especially not a twenty mm. person accounting firm. So um, so as a result, um, people run a lot of uh, like Excel type reports out of there, but then can't connect the data together. So they might run a client list out and then try and align it to a WIP ledger or a billing sheet or something like that. So we just get this cumbersome mismatch of data. So what we're trying to do is you know, get people to the point where they're spending hours a year on internal reporting, not hours a day or a week on it. So really leverage the data that they've got. And look, look having spent the last couple of decades in professional services and running firms, you know, th- there's a few things that we know are key drivers that um, you know, we can help firms identify, address um, and get some efficiency on. So I saw your key offerings being data analysis, data integrity. Yep. Is that part of the that you would, um, I guess, your engagement would be to do a workshop around where they're at right now and correct. then you would lift the hood and look at what they have going on with their c- current data? Correct, correct. Yeah. So um, we, we do um, uh, what we call a, a now where how analysis when we first talk to a firm. Like where okay. are you now? 
where do you want to get to? Um, and you know, then it's up to us to, to, to get how we actually do it. Now, a lot of that how is, is not actually starting with us. It's actually starting with their other providers and their partners um, to, to do things. Like we, we quite often get, oh, I, I, I want to do X, but, I've, but my system's not stable. Okay, well, let's not worry about the data you're trying to get out there. Let's get that right first. Uh, and let's get that all sorted. You know, oh, yeah, I've got this, but I, I don't have all my team or all the clients in the database or system. Okay, let us help you identify where you got missing incomplete and inconsistent data, but let's get that fixed before we do any analysis. So, yeah, in a lot of cases, it, it's, it's that journey that we try and take people down. Um, but, you know, at the same time, not trying to do everything ourselves at the same time. Yeah, we, we do something similar when you look at IT, right? you have that conversation about what issues you have. But yeah. when you actually uh, lift the bonnet and see what's going on, I imagine you would get this kind of issue where people are like, oh, yeah, and uh, here's my CRM, and they pull it out a bit of paper and hand you over an Excel document, print it out, for example. And then when you ask for data, they just can't bring it up. Correct. Um, and you uncover more problems than you initially spoke about when you were pitching, this is what, what, I, what we do. So, so here's, here's the two big events that happen in an accounting firm every year around data. Yep. First one is Christmas cards. Right? Yeah, right. Everyone spends hundreds of hours doing Christmas cards lists, right? <laughs> like, um, I'm, I'm actually um, doing a little bit of a webinar with, a, with another a group who, who have had this issue. Um, because we don't maintain the integrity of our systems, every year people pull Christmas card lists, it goes to partners, it gets approved, cards get done up, it gets sent, right? Just colossal waste of time, mm. right? The second is, is the accounting industry has this wonderful thing of cleaning their data in July, right? Things drop down, the, the lodgement deadlines have passed, yeah, everyone's in that little bit of a chillax mode, not as much as it used to be in the past, um, but they start then cleaning their data. So what, what do they do? So they export it all to Excel and they've got this nice big long list of data they're going to clean, they start from the top. Top starts with A, start working down the list, but then they get to C by the time the work comes back. Right. <laughs> so, so we, we've written some data integrity tools for, for Myob and APS that go in there and fix the data and things like that. A to C, it's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> D onwards is, 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 is filthy. Um, so, you know, this is this, you know, we've got knowledge workers with massive amounts of data but not harnessing it. Um, and, you know, that's what, that's what we want to change is yeah. we want to change that um, and, and make sure that firms are using their data to make better decisions about their clients. I can imagine you'd face that because uh, accountants love Excel. And uh, Excel. <laughs> you'd, love be, Excel. you'd be telling you all the time to stop using Excel for this. Yeah, you've stop got systems in place. Uh, but look, the, the big thing is we've been trying to tell people is that Power BI is Excel 2.0, right? Mm. It is the, it's the next iteration. It was based out of Excel, built out of Excel, um, and became its own thing. And if you really want, you can export your Power BI report into Excel and, and muck around with it a little bit more if you really need some nostalgia. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Or... Don't learn to use the tool. Um, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's next for um, PT 2.0? Um, other than taking over the world. Mm, um, <laughs> look, um, we've, we've done a lot with, with, with accounting firms. Um, we, we're working on some, um, uh, some more uh, subscription-type services for people. Um, we're looking at things like reporting as a service um, for for firms, so that you know we've just said that we've got people who um, you know, aren't up together with the tools is actually coming in and, and running the reporting for their organisation, so that they've got someone who knows what they're doing in the systems to actually come and you know where the the boards and the partners have questions. There's someone there who can access the data to to leverage. 
Um, but I think a big thing is going to be that continual education and actually trying to get more firms to become data aware. Yeah, they're going to need other resources around them, but yeah, let's actually start doing that. Um, and um, we've, we've just uh, recently picked up our first clients in the US and the UK. So oh, wow, um, it's, it's very... Uh, it, geography doesn't matter for, for, for mm. data type services. We can do it anywhere because we're not. There's nothing physical in it. Uh, the only thing that's a bit of a challenge at times is obviously time zones uh, yeah. in there. Um, but data is data. It's a great story and uh, it's, it's a unique one to be honest. So like your background and then power time and pivoting to PT two from a conversation in the car. It's really exciting and what you're doing is that that niche around data and accounting firms. So I really appreciate you coming in, Dan. You've provided some great insights. Uh, where can people? Uh, if they have similar problems or want to reach you for a conversation, where can they find you? Uh, yep, so um, you can uh, jump on the website. It's probably the easiest way is pt20.com.au or just look, uh, look me up, Dan Beck, on LinkedIn. Uh, you'll certainly find me uh, there. Um, yeah, so or, or give us give us, give us us a call, but I'd say go to the website. That's always the easiest way to get started. Yeah. And we'll have contact details in the show notes for the listeners. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan.